I have sailed. I have moved about this world of ours, and ever in search of the finest of its kind, we bring you the tops in Audio Drama Networks. This is Mutual. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. Tonight's episode contains mature language and situations. Parental discretion is advised. Previously on the Harry Strange radio drama. Why haven't you stopped staring? I am not staring. You're much more impressed with yourself than anyone else in this room. Right. That's fine. Play hard to get. You'll come around. Where are you going? Put your clothes on. Relax, toots. I'll get dressed. I want to get a shower first. Feel free to join me if you're feeling enthusiastic. It's Elizabeth. This is going to be incredibly difficult. You'd better be damn sure it's going to work. This is the old Overbrook Mental Hospital. It's certainly dreary enough. This was built back in the day when these places were little more than prisons. There was an entire ward for the criminally insane. Charming. Which may be sooner than you think. Dad? There it is. There is the look. Oh, it's even more delicious than I imagined. Are you trying to say that Fiona's pregnant? And I'm the father? You worked it out all on your own. I'm so proud of you. If it were only that, I would have sent a card. No, it's worse. Obviously, you're not an angel, but you are the champion of one. I know we've had our differences, but I give you my word. The angels, both dark and light, will do whatever it takes to stop your child's birth. They can't hurt Fiona directly, but they can cause natural disasters around her. Think of the innocents who will lose their lives if you fail to act. Then let the angels come down and bust some heads. I'm up for a little global warming. Probably time for a celestial reboot anyway. And you think I'm vile? Wait until you see the vileness of angels who've been let loose from their chains. Sodom and Gomorrah will look like a luxury neighborhood when the angels are finished. If there's nothing else, Lilith. You're turning your back. On the humans you love so much? I'm turning my back on an egocentric dark angel whose purpose is to bring as many souls to hell in order to please her master. I will not kill an unborn child or its mother, demon or not, in order to complete one of your nefarious plans. You do. You have to find my husband. There's an app for that. You're the reason my honey poo is gone. I don't know any honey poo. Get back or I'll shoot. No, you won't, you skinny little tramp. And you do know my honey-poo, Mr. Strange. You call him Finny. What do you know, Elizabeth Shaw? She's been kind of working with me on a couple of things. Why? Well, we don't know anything for sure, but we found these at the scene of the last big cat attack. Do you recognize them? That's her tricorder tablet thing. And that's her gun. Where'd you find these? Remember the orphanage that blew up last year, Our Lady of Perpetual Sorrow? We think the giant jaguars been making his home there. This stuff was in the corner along with other personal effects. Your card was tucked into her purse. What else was there? Just blood and body bits. 
CSU is going over the place with a microscope. Where are you going, Strange? I'm not finished talking about Joe the Butcher. I am. You know where to find me. And now... I opened my eyes and harsh fluorescent lighting sent a thousand dagger tips into my brain. Mm. I started to sit up, but my wrists and ankles were restrained to the metal side rails of a gurney. Contrails of color flowed from the edges of objects. It was as if someone had drugged me. Good morning, sleepyhead. Lilith, I should have known you were behind this. Unchain me. Oh, but darling, you look so delicious all bound up like that. You're my gray-eyed, square-jawed truffle. Mmm, Mama wants a taste. Get off of me. Don't fight it, darling. Mm, look at those perfect pecs. Ouch! Stop pinching! Let me go, Lilith. Not Lilith! My name is Lizzie. You should know. You've screamed it enough times. What? Are you on the crazy express? Let. Me. Go! Ouch! Ooh, look! My handprint. I swear, Lil... Uh Uh-uh! Lizzie, when I get out of here... Stop slapping me! Don't act like you don't like the rough stuff. I know I like the rough stuff. Lilith, Lizzie, don't touch me. That's not what you said last time I slipped in here, Daddy-O. Now, let's get your hospital gown out of the way. Wait, wait, wait. Where is here? Well... I like to think of it as my passion playroom. But its more traditional name is Isolation Room 3 at Overbrook Sanitarium. You're in the loony bin, baby! Enough talk. Let's use that mouth of yours for something mm, useful. (sighs) Don't. Me first, then you. I tried to twist away, but the restraints were too tight. Come on, you can do better than that, lover. Stop slapping me. Silly man, what's the safe word? Safe word? (laughs) I'm kidding. We don't have a safe word. I love the way you squirm. Someone entered the room, but I couldn't turn my head, and my view was obscured by Lizzie's thighs. Lizzie! Get your skanky snatch off my man. I knew that voice. Someone pulled Lizzie off of me. I took a welcome breath. Let me go! It was my angel. Yes! Smite her, Gabriella! Send that demon back to hell! Wait a second. Did an angel of the Lord just say, skanky snatch? You harlot! How dare you violate my trust! And who the hell is Gabriella, Gray Eyes? I'll cut that bitch, too. Stop it, you lunatic nymphomaniac. You can't keep strange to yourself. You have to share. Share? He's not a candy bar. I don't have to share, and I won't. He's mine. You're a rodeo clown. I am a goddess. He's chosen me a hundred times over you. It's my name he calls out in the middle of the night. Only if he's having a night terror. Oh, you will pay for that. Tell you what, skank. Let's let Harry decide. There's just a little too much estrogen in here for my taste. Why don't we untie me and you two ladies can ride the crazy train together? That's a wonderful...
wonderful idea, Gabby. Try not to be too disappointed when he chooses the real thing over your fake tits and scrawny ass. First off, the girls are 100% real. And secondly, unlike your buns of cottage cheese, my ass is perfect. Both women dropped their hospital-issued gowns and walked toward me. Their hips swang hypnotically. Gabby smiled and licked her lips. Lizzie's nails traced a path up my leg and across the inside of my thigh, then whispered in my ear, Are you ready, lover boy? It's time to make a choice. The lady or the skank? Someone's warm breath massaged my throat. My toes curled in response. Gabby's tongue traced little circles on my ear. Don't get too excited. This is just the warm-up. He's already having a hard time. He does seem to be quite enthusiastic. Lizzie's head went back to my neck, and although I saw her licking me, I couldn't feel it. I couldn't feel Gabby either. I couldn't sense the bed or the restraints that held me. Lizzie smiled and said something, but I couldn't hear her. It was like watching a movie with the sound turned down. The fluorescent lights started to dim, then the room went black. Magic and magical people. The unnatural order is all around us. There are white witches, black witches, demons, vamps, werewolves, shapeshifters, ghosts. It's a protoplasmic party of creature features out there. But unless you know where to look, you won't find them. I know where to look. My name is Harry Strange. I opened my eyes to total darkness. My body felt weightless and I couldn't sense the boundaries of my flesh. It was as if I was floating in space. No, that's not right. It was as if I were space. I didn't have an ending or a beginning. I was everywhere and I was everything. I was a spiritual being of metaphysical luminosity without form or limits. I was an infinite spirit, all-powerful and all-knowing. Whoa, what the hell am I saying? That was over-the-top grandiose even for me. The smell of Epsom salt slowly wafted over me. I tried to blink, but something was over my eyes. My sensation was returning, but I still felt like I was floating. I was floating in a giant tank of fluid. I pulled two devices off my eyes. They felt like a ping-pong ball that had been cut in half. I still couldn't see anything, but at least I could open and close my eyes again. I sat up and sunk chest deep into whatever this fluid was. I stood up fast and whacked my head into the top of the container. Needles connected my arm to rubber tubing. I jerked them out and started to feel along the wall. When you're like me, an immortal of sorts, there are few things that really scare you. Being entrapped and unable to die is almost at the top of that list. If this was an entrapment, someone had gone to a lot of trouble to make me comfortable. Ah, I found something. A door. A handle. Let's just give this a pull. The room was dark and cool. A blue light was flashing outside of the container I was in. I assumed that meant someone would be here to check on me shortly. I opened a closet and found a robe and a pair of slippers. And a hazmat suit? Where the hell was I? The lights in the hallway were dim, and it reminded me of a hospital ward at night. I heard the soft padding of rubber-soled shoes and ducked into another room. An isolation tank was in the center of this room. The light on this one was green. I wonder. A cursory look around the room let me know there wasn't anything I could do to hold off the guards. 
Maybe the inhabitant of the isolation chamber could give me a little help. I opened the lever on the hatch. As soon as I did, the green light turned blue and started flashing. I was committed now. I looked inside the tank. Son of a... You've got to be kidding me. Uh-oh. The night nurse stepped into the room just as I crawled around to the back of the tank. She opened the tank's hatch and, satisfied this patient was still in place, closed it again. She fiddled with some dials and the blue light went back to green. I held my breath. I couldn't see where she was, but I could hear those rubber soles. They moved closer. I thought about sliding to the other side of the tank, but she would hear me. She walked to the corner of the tank and stopped. If she leaned in a little bit, she would see me. She walked away, toward the door. I risked a peek around the corner. She put her hand on the doorknob and then turned and looked at me. No, wait. She was just looking in my direction. She hadn't seen me. After I was sure she left, I stepped back out into the hallway. Yep, the coast was clear. I turned down another hall and tried a door handle. It was locked. That didn't sound promising. My guess was the guards were looking for me. The next door was unlocked. I found a gym bag in the closet and a small pink sweatshirt and equally pink yoga pants. Unfortunately, not my size. I held my breath, trying to will the guards away with my mind. I picked up a head bust of Freud from the desk and positioned myself behind the door. The doorknob turned. A guard stepped partway into the room and looked around. He started to turn around when he noticed the gym bag on the floor. Crap. He walked over to it, leaving the office door open. He picked up the yoga pants and sniffed, then started rummaging through the gym bag. Great. The creeper guard was on duty. What the hell you doing, Rico? Put that down. We gotta find Strange. Jesus, man. Is that her bra? Pretty sweet, huh? Not if she catches you in here. All the muckety-mucks have gone home. No one here but us uh, wage slaves. Yeah. Well, if Nurse Ratchet catches you, your wage slave and ass will have nothing but time on your hands. Come on, let's go. Fine. One second. What are you doing, man? It's not like she's going to know who took her bra. If anyone asks, we can blame it on Strange. Whatever, man. You worried too much. Juan stepped through the door first. Rico was almost out when he froze. Hang on a second. Didn't she used to have a statue on her desk? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Where the hell is it? How should I know, man? Maybe she brought it home. Or maybe someone stole it. Like someone stole her bra? Shh. I think someone else is in here. That was my cue. I stepped out from behind the door and swung Freud at Rico's head. Rico hit the wall and slid down to the floor. I turned to face Juan just as the first leads from his taser cut into my chest. Crap. I felt myself lose consciousness. I was lying on my back, strapped to a gurney in an operating room. Wow. This day just kept getting better. One of the guards from the room... The one I didn't whack upside his head was standing by my foot, holding a cattle prod. That couldn't be good. There was a commotion at the far end of the room. I lifted my head as far as I could, but all I could see was my rather short hospital gown. One of the nurses saw me and followed my gaze. In my defense, darling, it's a little chilly in here. Hello, Harry. Happy to see me. Elizabeth? You? You're the one behind this? Afraid so, love. You have what I need. Well, you didn't have to get so elaborate to get me half-naked and tied to a bed. I'd have done this for dinner and a movie. <laughs> Juan. Ah! What's up with the cattle prod, Elizabeth? You used to love our banter. 
Actually, I didn't. It was boorish and sexist. Wow. Straight to my ego. Okay, toots. What is it you want? I thought I wanted your blood. But that turned out to be as useless as the rest of you. My blood? Why? Wait, I know. You wanted to find out why I'm immortal. Let me tell you, it's not all it's cracked up to be. It's not about immortality. Believe me, Harry, being immortal is not that difficult to achieve. No, it's your regenerative ability. All you had to do was ask. My biology has nothing to do with it. It can't be isolated. You expect me to believe that some willowy specter gifted it to you? That's the truth. Even if that's how you received it, there must be some trace, some anomaly we can find. For the past month, we've been running a battery of tests on you, and they've all come up empty. I've been here a month? Two, actually. The last thing I remember was heading to Our Lady of Perpetual Sorrow Orphanage. The Night Falls police found some of your belongings, and blood everywhere. I thought the Jaguar got you. Oh, Harry, you are so sad. You thought the Jaguar ate me? What were you going to do? Hunt it down and kill it. My hero. Everyone out. I want to talk to Strange, alone. Me too, ma'am? Yes, I think I can handle Mr. Strange. As you wish. Catch you later, Juan. Ah, shit! Damn it! Totally uncalled for. Oh, here. We found this on him. Really, Harry? My bra? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. What the hell is going on here? What happened at Our Lady of Perpetual Sorrow? I've been looking for you for over a year now. We almost had you at that orphanage a year ago, but that trollop rescued you just before we arrived. Trollop? What are you talking about? Another arrow pierced me next to the other two. Nice grouping. I was starting to feel a little dizzy. Going down? That doesn't sound so bad. You're pretty tough when you have some secret sniper shooting harpoons, but like all demons, you're a coward when it comes to a little one-on-one action. Do you think you frighten me? I possess the power to rip your spine out and keep you alive while you flop around like the jellyfish. I could suck the marrow from your bones before your next heartbeat. I could- Good lord, demon. Do you ever shut up? Get on with it already. Lash was standing to my right, leaving me open for another arrow. I was trying to concentrate, but it was getting more difficult with each breath. Couldn't let her know. Lash extended her pointer finger in the air. We both watched her nail grow and sharpen into a three-inch twisted razor blade. She traced a letter S in the air and then poked her fingernail through my face. Ah! Crazy demon! Your face will heal. Eventually. That's the best thing about you. You can take a licking and still keep healing. I am going to introduce you to levels of pain you've never encountered. And that's just the first hour. She stabbed me under my other eye. Oh, look. Tears of blood. No doubt the robes made my domina do the same. Let's see... Where should I stick my finger now? She was making an outline down my chest. The poison was making my brain fuzzy and my arms heavy. I had to take my shot soon. 
What a muscular chest you have, Mr. Strange. Do you think it's hard enough to withstand my nail? Can you feel that pressure? Oh, look, you're bleeding. I grabbed Lash and she started to fall towards me. She quickly reversed and tried to break my grip. She was strong. As Lash backpedaled away, she lifted me off the arrows. Her archer took another shot that flew high into the right. She must have been worried about hitting Lash. Maybe those arrows were worse for demons. Let me go! I will kill you, Strange! Lash was stabbing my chest with her fingernail. My blood was spilling, but it wasn't pumping. A small but critical distinction. Still, though, it wouldn't be long before she hit something vital. I was holding on to her now just to minimize the damage from her hellish fingernail. My strength was draining faster than my blood. Oh, crap. I'm gonna hate myself for this in the morning. I don't know where Finny came from, and I sure didn't remember ever being so happy to see the little lawn gnome. His attack on Lash caught her by surprise, and that was all I needed. I twisted her arm and bent it the wrong way at the elbow, driving her face first into the salt and holy oil-coated wall. Ah! Finny, look out! I ducked behind the slab of cement, which was now red and black with Lash's weapons. The archer was firing wildly. An arrow hit Finny in the leg, quickly followed by two more. He fell to his knees. Three arrows in quick succession caught him in the chest. Strange, help me. I left the cover of the building in time to see Finney take two more arrows. It was difficult to move. I just wanted to sleep. He was crawling towards me. I grabbed his hand and he looked in my direction. An arrow slammed into the back of his head and pierced through his forehead. I hate you, Strange. An arrow struck me in the chest, driving me backwards into the wall. Strong, feminine arms lifted me into an SUV. I tried to struggle, but my arms and legs weren't listening. Where's my friend? Shh. We need to get out of here. I think the archer is reloading. Just sleep, my pretty. Let Fiona take care of everything. Crap. She's not going to be happy. What's the status? It looks like we just missed Strange. Some chica in a black SUV pick him up. Damn it. Get a bird in the sky. I want to know where that SUV is going. Yes, ma'am. What about this one? What the hell is he? He looks like an unnatural. Hmm. So he is. Bag him. If he lives, he'll be the first two-legged unnatural we've been able to experiment on. Kinda scrawny, ain't he? He is all we have. Is that other bird up yet? I want Strange. Finny has been here this entire time? Yes, Tank 922. The one you opened last night. Do you remember that horrible little doll named Alps? I pulled out the dagger of Yago. He was picked up by my operatives. He's in Tank 957. How did you get the dagger out of him? According to the magic, only I'm supposed to be able to remove it from a target. Magic? You're so cute. It's not magic. It's science. Remember when I saved you in the redneck bar in Ocala? Saved me may be overstating the reality of what you did. Right. Anyway, I sent your handkerchief back here and had your DNA replicated into a very stylish pair of gloves. Your dagger is tied to your DNA, silly boy. 
With those gloves, I could remove your dagger, lift your so-called protection spells. In short, your magic isn't magic. It's the next level in biocryptology. You've been playing me this entire time? Like a maestro plays a violin. But why? I would have given you just about anything you asked. You want a blood sample? No problem. You already have my DNA. What else could you possibly want or need? Well, that's where it gets a little tricky. You see, we've had a long time to investigate the genetics of your friend, Finney. He possesses some interesting and very advanced DNA coding. So much advanced that we had to install some of our own protection devices to keep him from... winking out on us. We expected to find similar coding in you. Disappointed? No, just surprised. By the way, who would you choose? What are you talking about? Lilith or Gabriella. Those devices that were on your eyes allow us to see images your brain projects onto your visual cortex. I was watching the playback from your dream... uh, fantasy? But you managed to fight off the anesthetic before we saw the resolution. So, who would it be? Devil or angel? Neither. I think you really believe that. You're wrong, of course. You never were that smart when it came to women. You would choose one. You always do. You're an expert on men, too? Harry, please. Every girl older than 12 is an expert on men. You aren't that complicated. I don't know about all that. The $4 billion worth of tech that you have in this room says otherwise. That's for your biology, not your psychology. So why the obsession with my regenerative ability? Someone you know have cancer? Sorry I couldn't help them. You will still be useful. I just need to try a new approach. Oh? We've been testing you and Finney for certain biological factors. You both share several oddities, Mr. Finney, in much greater amounts. You are closer to human, but still unique. For instance, you have an elevated level of vesicular monamine transporter 2. It's what some refer to as the god gene. Researchers believe this particular protein leaves you more open to mystical events. If the amount of this protein in a regular human can be held in a drinking glass, yours is in a water tower. What are you doing with that gas mask? It's for you. You don't want to be awake for this next procedure. Back up, toots. I mean it. (laughs) How are you going to fight me? You're strapped in. Goodness, you're such a baby. I am sincerely concerned about your well-being, and I don't want you to be any more uncomfortable than you are. When we cut off your finger, I made sure you wouldn't feel a thing. And with your biology, that's not easy. Did you know your body treats the anesthetic as an invader and fights it off? You cut off my finger? Oh, relax. It grew back. I was mostly sure that it would. Mostly? 95%. I saved the severed finger. It's doing quite well in a jar on a shelf in my office. Now it's time to try with another part. What part? Why, your biggest part, of course. No! Your brain. You see, your pituitary gland operates roughly five times more efficiently than the average human. When something happens to you that knocks your system wonky, your pituitary gland goes into double overtime to return your body to homeostasis, and your body will regenerate rather than just repair. I need to know why and how. Why? You haven't figured it out yet. The Jaguar in Night Falls didn't attack me. I am the Jaguar from Night Falls. Now it's time to sleep, Harry. Harry Strange, Episode 309, Prisoner Cinema, was written by Tony Serechia and directed by Jason Tyler. Sound design by Molly Silverman. 
All material is copyright by Tony Serechia and used with his permission. Featured in tonight's cast were Kellen Stennett, Parissa Johnston, Leanna Adams, Emma Green, Michael Donnellan, and Billy Flynn. To keep up with the latest news and information on everyone's favorite private investigator, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash harrystrangeradio. Send your questions, comments, and suggestions to producer at harrystrange.com. For comments that may be included on future shows, call the listener hotline at 678-379-8669. That's 678-379-TONY. Harry's opening and closing theme music was written and performed by Ryan Lassard and is copyright by Ryan Lassard and used with his permission. Contact Ryan at rlassardmusic at gmail.com. Incidental music was written and performed by Kevin McLeod and is copyright by Kevin McLeod and used with his permission. Visit incompetech.com for more of Kevin's music. Sound effects licensed by soundsnap.com. For the Harry Strange Radio Drama, I am Joe Ann Pruden. Good night. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Bat Free. It's a comedy podcast. Fridays and every other Sunday. Well, anyway, back in episode five of Bells in the Bat Free, we introduced the cowlets, tiny little cows. Where did all these cats come from? They're not cats, they're cows, and they're heading toward the water cooler. Stop it before. Now you can display your love of these tiny cows with genuine cowlet t-shirts. You know what's really fun to do with these shirts? Get a whole bunch of people to buy them. Then you all gather together and run down the street. People will see these cowlets coming toward them and think it's a stampede. You think that would really work, Brad? Shh, I'm pushing for bulk sales here. You can also get cowlet mugs, clocks, and other items. Just go to thebatfree.com and click on shop. This is a limited time offer. No, it's not. You just do not understand advertising, do you? Get your merchandise today with the official Cowlet design created by Jeff Music. Buying lots of them would bring music to my ears. Oh, stop. Stop.